We are the Adventuring Guild. And this is the Home Brew Review. Joining us once again for another episode of the Home Brew Review. This week I have Micah, Mike, Braden, and a new Patreon guest, Rhino, or another Michael. And you may have seen him on Twitch. Just look up Mountain Rhino. He is a streamer, and I'll let him talk a little bit about himself too. No pressure, since I didn't give you any warning about that ahead of time. Uh, so I'll let you talk a little bit about yourself too when you do your intro. Once again, uh, if you would like to join the crew here and become a new Patreon member, uh, you can have an opportunity to join the show and uh, not just our homebrew review, but also our Chaos Plan. The Chaos Plan is a new actual play podcast, an actual campaign built around a series of one-shots where absolutely anything can happen. It is almost entirely randomly determined. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, join our Patreon and you're guaranteed a spot in there. Uh, last but not least, make sure to check out Syndicate Games in Kearney, Nebraska, if you are anywhere near the area. They are located within the Cuffman Center, and they have been very awesome to us here, and we hope to be very awesome to them back by spreading the word. Uh, we will be doing this week's episodes, or this month's episodes, in the Tomb of Annihilation. So this will be a new kind of spin on a book campaign, something that we haven't really done before. So uh, we will go ahead and get started with our introductions. Braden, take it away. Hello, everybody. Braden from Australia here once again on the podcast. Uh, today I will be trying Tugger Babago, otherwise known as Tugger the Clown. He is a Kakamora, which is a race from the recent Squall of Strange Races Volume 2, which is the collaborative effort between myself and the crew here at the Homebrew Review Podcast. Uh, you can check it out on the DMs Guild. It's pay what you want, so go and enter zero dollars and get your free copy. Or a thousand dollars, that's fine too. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd prefer that actually. <laughs> go and enter a thousand dollars and uh, get your very expensive copy today. The um, Kakamora are a very strange race. Uh, they live their entire lives inside of coconuts, which they're placed in at birth, and their physiology sort of slowly fuses with that coconut. Um, the coconut essentially becoming their body. Uh, they paint odd faces on the front of it uh, to display their personality and worship the ocean as a god. Um, odd uh, sort of personality traits and quirks that aren't going to be in his character, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, some of the cool traits they have are uh, ability scores improvements. So ability score improvement they get is a plus two to strength and plus one to wisdom, even though they're only a small creature there remarkably strong and got a little bit of a trickster nature so I gained proficiency in the sleight of hand skill um, due to my coconut shell similar sort of mechanic to the tortles shell um, my AC is going to be a sort of 16 uh, it can be added to by a shield but not uh, dexterity bonus or change with any armor of any kind got a number of sort of tribal weapon proficiencies and of course, the feature that I'm looking forward the most to using is called Falling Coconut, which allows me to tuck myself into my coconut shell, roll around at half speed, and then be thrown as if I were a simple weapon with a range of 20 slash 60 feet. Uh, so that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Whilst I'm in my shell, I actually have resistance to falling damage. And if I hit a creature at the end of my fall or throw, uh, I deal 2d6 bludgeoning damage. That increases with my proficiency as I uh, level up. And 
if I hit a creature, I take no falling damage, meaning I could like fall off a skyscraper or something, hit a dragon, and be a okay. The class I will be playing is uh, the Clown by Joe K on the DMs Guild. Uh, it's a super versatile support halfcaster uh, that can be customized with interchanging subclasses, which are changed by adjusting different face paints you wear, and a whole bunch of different spells lists as well. Spell lists. Uh, which come from the different colored clown noses I wear. The clown uh, noses, I believe there's seven of them, but each of the spells list is fairly uh, limited only to two uh, spells per level, up to fifth level being a half caster. So it's sort of like you got to prepare in advance what you think's going to happen and then dust your nose or face paint, uh, depending on that. Uh, at 20th level, I think I have up to four or five different face paints, which means I'll have four or five different subclasses to pick from. So I can adjust my entire subclass features based on the situation that we're about to get into. Uh, that does take a short rest, though. Um, the clown has access to something called performance art, which I would sort of compare to a cleric's channel divinity option, sort of uh, a small number of uh, uses, but they have a sort of fun ability or pretty potent ability. Um, each subclass has one or two performance art options, so meaning I can interchange my face paint to get different performance arts. The real trade-off here is that you really don't get that many performances, and you have to activate them as a bonus action and start performing, and then on each of your turns for a minute, you have to continue uh, using your action to take uh, whatever action the, uh, the performance requires to keep the performance alive. So some of them do have, uh, you require to take a attack action or disengage action or something along those lines and then you can act out the performance and add the additional effects. Um, yeah, this class is super light-hearted and fun. It's like the silliest bard subclass imaginable, but in an entire class. Um, so I'm really excited. Features look a little potent, but we'll see because they're only uh, at this level, we're at fourth level, I only have two uses of them. And I don't believe I actually get another use until I hit twelfth uh, level, so in that uh, regard. Um, the face paint I've chosen to start out with is called the grotesque face paint, which is exactly what you may think of when you think of a clown, you know. Uh, white face paint, big fluffy wig, silly outfit, so just imagine a crazy little coconut painted with a big red wig atop his head, wearing a tiny little outfit fitted to the bottom of this round coconut. That is fantastic. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm, uh, I gain access to something called the Best Medicine Performance Art, which is a healing type tool. Um, sort of tell silly jokes and heal people for a fixed amount of hit points that um, a minute for uh, as my action, but it'll require me spending every action that entire minute uh, telling a joke to heal someone within 30 feet of me, so the one I have is called Pies to the Eyes, which allows me to throw pies in people's faces and blind them, <laughs> and it sort of limits their ability to speak. This is one of the more potent ones, I think, especially considering Annihilate, uh, yeah, Tomb of Annihilation, and uh, have run it in fact, and I know a Serac is what we're ultimately going to be coming up against. This thing, the pies in the eyes, their speech 
and blinds them potentially on a saving throw, so stopping him from being able to see everyone around, considering he probably has like blindsight or something like that. But um, him from being able to speak uh, is a fairly huge benefit, uh, considering most spells have verbal components. As for Tiger's backstory, he and his tribe set out from the Mother of Mists island not too far off the shores of Chult, uh, slowly rowing their way across the ocean, but eventually encountered a huge patch of mad monkey mist which was swept across the ocean from Chult by a tropical storm. Uh, all the tribe were exposed to the mist and began displaying an odd number of personality traits. The chaos, but everyone managed to hold it together for the most part, uh, the storm whipping them across the ocean into the Bay of Chult, where there they met the Bay's protector, Aramag the Dragon Turtle. Turtle demanded they pay a price for travelling through its waters, and the tribe of course had no treasure with them. So in their delirious and maddened state, they decided to fight the creature. Uh, Tugger was one of the first to be tucked into his shell and thrown by his allies at the Dragon Turtle. Much grace, but of course the dragon was too smart for that, and with a flick of his tail, uh, sent Tiger flying like a home run directly towards Port Nyanzaru. In its on end, and eventually the city grew larger and larger. Uh, long story short, Tiger Crash landed on an old lady, crushing her but avoiding all damage himself. And he started up his new life in the port. The madness, um, for a couple of months uncured, eventually becoming permanent, and leaving him with the idea that he is a clown. Uh, he's been in the port now for a few years, working as an entertainer and clown, performing various feats and odd things for the merchant princes and anyone that will give him a chance. And he eventually met his good friend, and I will t I'll let uh, Rhino tell you all about that. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm pumped to be back. It's uh, going to be an exciting game. Quick question, Bob. Yes. Didn't didn't a certain Hellblazer already kill Aserak? Uh, kind of, but that was within Tomb of Horrors. So this is okay. a different, I guess, same... Are you a DC guy. fan? Don't you know about alternate... Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, they got retcon. That's right, that was, that was before Rebirth. Yeah, yeah exactly. Alright, go ahead whenever you're ready, Rhino. I love that segue, because it's going to go right into my character. So hi, I'm Michael, aka Mount Rhino. Uh, Twitch streamer, and I uh, guess a, becoming a long-time fan of the podcast... Micah mentioned it once, and I've been hooked since. So, I'll be playing Excel, last name R8, X aka Accelerate, the Baxi Enhancer. And he went from being an awestruck by a racer in his hometown Tabaxi Village Olympics, to be a racer himself, and then after a burst of super speed, an entertainer with Brayden's character, Taga. So what drew me to the class is I like this idea, because it's designed for a drop-in, drop-out style of game. Or a series of consecutive one shot, one shot cough. Exactly what we're doing here. Cough. It was also pretty easy to set up and use. I'm not gonna lie, it was also the most balanced of the speedster helpers I found, at least according to my untrained eye. I really wanted to play a character that emphasized the teachers, and then I realized it's fantasy. Why not play a speedster style cheetah? So yeah, get ready for the, you know, copyright infringement pending flash based cheetah. That's the decent joke. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> its use is it uses the same kind of buying points for its three different super archetypes, which I thought was pretty cool. So the class is effectively 
I want to be a superhero, and it's even mentioned, it's pretty much aimed to be, I want to be part of the Justice League. So my three options are Super Strength, like Super Physique, The Conjurer, I want Magic, etc. Or I want to use Speed or Arrows, and so I'm picking the latter. Uh, so my expectation is it's going to be a little overpowered, especially in the early levels. But it has been tweaked to be a little bit more balanced, um, but my air quotes spellcasting skills don't really kick in until we hit level 9. And then I think it's either going to be very good or absolutely broken. And I guess the quick kind of intro to myself is I'm fairly new to D&D. I was looking for something, a creative outlet of sorts outside of streaming. And I was like, hey, what about that D&D thing? So I'm like, hey. Maybe you're right. So this is actually my third character, well, fourth, there's a tragic death to a turtle character. Um, fourth character I've ever created, so fingers crossed, I've gotten a lot of help from Brayden and quite a bit from Bob. So we'll see how this works out. And I think that pretty much covers it. Thank you for the shout out, I'm so happy to be here. I am, like, jittery of hypeness, so yay! <laughs> about a little backstory for the people in our grand rights. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll skip through the unexciting parts, but pretty much when Accelerate left his village, it did take long to learn a couple of very quick life lessons. Number one, he's very fast. Number two, being fast doesn't pay money, but being entertaining does. So, he happened to be wandering around and he sees this Kakamoran clown, aka Taza, do some pretty cool stuff. So he goes, hey, let's be friends. So Excel would do some spectacular tumbling and rolling and way too many flips. And we do this at speeds that just seemed a little bit faster than it should. And paired with Taga's clown skills and ability to tuck and roll, literally, it became quite an act. But that, that was just the opener to their grand act, which happened to be optionally, intentionally, signing up for the Executioner's run. So. Upon word of hearing this, there's quite a quite a fuss, quite a bit of interest and draw. So they went in knowing the name of the game, get to the other side without getting caught, eaten, or otherwise maimed. With great flourish, a wicked feline smile, and just a little more jovial laughter out of the clown than one would expect, Excel, the unlooking feat of superior athleticism, threw Taga across the pit and raced to the other side in under 18 seconds, catching him before the coconut ever hit the ground. And so there is no doubt they had escaped and earned infamy in Port, in port Nyansa. So that's my little blurb about how we became friends and then quite good different friends. That is awesome. Uh, the author, the creator of the Enhancer race, which I'm going to be playing, aka the Super Speedster, is XYRZ, or Z for you Americans, yeah. on Giant in the Playground. I guess I'm, you I'm also a Canadian. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I so rarely get to do that. I know, right? <laughs> Hello, friends! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This is <laughs> every time. <laughs> oh my god. Hello everybody. This is Micah returning once again. I feel like I'm becoming kind of a, uh, a staple on the podcast. Uh, brings you more fun and shenanigans. Um, a little bit less so this time as I will be 
playing Vargas, the Madurian chieftain. Um, the Madurian brought to you by way of Omniscient Spark, the famed Reddit user. And the chieftain coming once again from the Unearthed Arcana subreddit from Tables Are Us. Um, it's a very, very interesting combination. I felt like this time around I wanted to play. I, I, I want to be tanked. Um, and this is a really good way of doing it. The Midorian is a race of gorilla turtles, so exactly what you'd expect. They are gorillas with turtle shells, uh, having all of the benefits of each and the drawbacks of each. Um, very slow, very sturdy, long-lived. Um, there's a lot of different options for subraces from them. I will be utilizing the Ostian subrace, which are the uh, the jungle-born uh, Midurians uh, that, that kind of thrive in the warmer climates of, of the dense rainforests. Uh, there's a lot of really cool features that, that really drew me to this race. I had originally decided Chieftain sounds like a fun class. What do I want to do for a race? I want to do something unique. And I'm like, I really like to play a gorilla. And finding a gorilla race was actually very difficult. I found the Midurian instead. And it's like, a gorilla and a turtle. Let's do it. So that, that was the, that was all the thought process that went into choosing this race. <laughs> don't don't kid yourself. I, I don't really think these things through. Um, the chieftain, on the other hand, was very much a you know I want to play a very martial class that has a lot of tanky options, and the chieftain is really good for that. Uh, they don't get the heavy armor bonuses that you would expect the tank class to have. Instead, they utilize a, a natural armor ability that... So so I'm basically playing two, a class-race combo that gives me two different options for unarmored uh, defense that I may utilize in, in later uh, games as well. So either one of them can potentially be really good, especially with the, uh, the lack of dexterity I get as a Madurian. Natural armor is a really good thing for me um, without that heavy armor proficiency. Um, the Chieftain is a very supporting martial class. Um, there are three mantles of authority that you can choose from by way of the, the Stormcaller, the Tyrant, and the Spirit Walker. And each of them provide benefits to their allies in different ways. I will be utilizing the Tyrant as evidenced by my own personal uh, monkey backstory. Sorry, gorillas are apes. Um, so a little bit about Vargas. He was the uh, the captain of the guard for his city tribe deep in the jungles of Chult. Um, the Madurians, being a very peaceful race, are very, very much opposed to war and only go to war on the most dire of occasions. Uh, one day, while patrolling the city walls, Vargas looked off into the distance to see an unknown enemy barreling through the forest, destroying everything in their wake, realizing that the city couldn't stand against a force of that magnitude. They realized that their only hope was to take the offensive. Um, the way that their power structure worked in my own personal headcanon, it's not actually play, laid out in the race itself, so that's one of the fun things you can do with, with D&D. Um, Rodriguez are led by a triumvirate of the three different chieftain classes that you can utilize. And during times of war, the tyrant takes full authority of the tribe. 
the downside to that is that at the end of the war, he is exiled from the tribe, never allowed to return again. And so that is why a normally reclusive being such as the guard captain Vargas is off joining an adventuring group because he has no choice. Uh, his, his people were forced to go to war. He was forced to lead them. And as soon as the gates closed behind the army as it walked out, that was the last time he ever saw them. Uh, so he wandered the forests, eventually coming to the port city, has found a few odd jobs working as a, you uh, know, just join, joining the city watch. Uh, his experience with over 500 years of experience as a living, breathing being, and uh, a lot of time spent leading guard, the guard was very welcome. And he eventually found a, a new home with the, the group that he is now traveling with and uh, hopes that he can use the same abilities that helped him become uh, a great and noble leader of his people, hoping he can put them to use to uh, help keep his allies safe and alive and well-fed. Hey everybody, this is Mike. I'm back again. This time I'll be playing uh, Tyrannia. I am diving into the Scroll of Strange Races. I think Braden also uh, with the Kokomora, this little coconut. Uh, I will be playing the Arachnid Race. Uh, soon as I saw that thing pop up, we were discussing it and what was going to be in it. And I was like, that is amazing. And I had to fight really, 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 really hard not to use a Peter Parker reference or anything like that. Um, but no, Tarania is a arachnid spider humanoid who is going even further into the entomo entomological? How do you even pronounce that? Uh, I'm going farther into entomology with uh, the Circle of the Hive it's Druid. Etymology. It's etymology. etymology. Not en en entomology is a study of words. Etymology is a Correct. study of right. little <laughs> scattering things. And the more you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, Druid class is something I've never done in 5e, so this is going to be a learning experience for me. Uh, I've seen a lot of options for it. It just looks amazing every time. Uh, Circle of the Hive kind of takes it to that next level. Um, everybody wants to be a druid and turn into a bear, or he's a new bear, or tiger. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke for Micah and I, and I had to do it. Uh, but yeah, everybody goes for these big, huge, awesome, big, beastly creatures, and I saw this, and I'm like, I can turn into a swarm of ants, or spiders, or eventually locusts, or ridiculous uh, things. So I'm a spider who makes spiders. And uh, what's really interesting about Circle of the Hive is the swarm shape, uh, like I said, you don't get to turn into an animal, you have to turn into a swarm. And instead of gaining hit die worth of animals to transform into, your swarm gains abilities as you level, so it's a, just a slowly scaling increase to a number of different things. I won't go too deeply into them because I don't want to waste time. But uh, yeah, it looks amazing to me. And then also, at some point, you obtain an animal companion, which is also a small hive. So get ready to be creeped out because I'm going to bring it to the level. <laughs> That's awesome. You are my nightmare. <laughs> I do my best uh, so that I can uh, provide proper credits. I have my list here. Uh, the Arachnid class comes to you from the Scroll of Strange Races. Uh, we've mentioned it before. Please check it out and uh, give us a money. <laughs> uh, Circle of the Hive is brought to us by Duskwolf. It's done on Home Brewery. You can find it on Reddit. And I'm, I'll be using the Survivor background. Uh, 
a point, she's a survivor, but she's not quite sure of what. She's still recovering from some form of amnesia. So when people ask me about my background or anything, it's not because I was ill-prepared and didn't come with my character ready. It's because she has amnesia. <laughs> and thank you. I don't believe you. And really quick, I want to say, uh, anybody who is uh, subscribing to Patreon, I know Bob does this, but I feel like, you know, I've been part of this for a few sessions, and it's greatly appreciated. If you know somebody who might be interested and you think it's something might be into, uh, get them involved and let them be part of the group because this is awesome. Meeting new guys, meeting Brayden, meeting uh, Rhino, and I'm, I'm having a blast doing this, and I think everybody else would do the same. Alright, so I'll just talk about, you know, a, 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 an amnesiac leading you know, hives and swarms. I just feel like we have discount Sarah Carey and... <laughs> I don't know what that is. Did I do it again? Did I make something that already exists? Not, not thought I was awesome. Not, not, not quite. Uh, no, I was, I was making a StarCraft reference. Yo, Sally played StarCraft One, yeah. and not very well. <laughs> she was a pretty big part of StarCraft One and StarCraft Two. Yeah, uh, she ends up. Uh, no spoilers. Um, she ends up getting captured, turned into a Zerg queen kind of a thing, and then ends up getting rescued, and it's up. Uh, Giant mess, but yeah. yeah so now I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The sniper, uh, Spectre gal, uh, Kirigan, uh, 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 ghost. Yes, ghost. Thank you. Uh, anyway, so uh, <laughs> not to do with the other games, um, but where we will begin with this. Uh, so you guys are. Uh, we're doing the two of annihilation. Obviously, you guys would have hired numerous guides going back and forth to the port. Uh, because you can't decide on just one guide. You've, you know, shopped around and gotten different helpers here and there. The one that you are with this particular time is Hugh Hackenstone. Uh, he is a one-armed dwarf. What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> what? You said Hugh Hackenstone. Hugh Hackenstone. Gotcha. So what do I do? Gotcha. Uh, but Hugh, um... Uh, he's, Sorry, he is, no, you're fine. He is a one-armed uh, berserker dwarf. Um, he wants to reopen the Wormheart Mine, which you know that a red dragon has recently, not recently, but has inhabited and uh, completely cleared out pretty much everybody in the mine. Um, he was the only survivor of that. And he will lead you straight there. He swears that there's treasure to be found all over because it's a mine. It's an abandoned mine. Of course, there's going to be gold and, and it's and everything just all over the place. Just get there, kill the dragon, and you guys will be good to go. Uh, so he has hired you to do this and gotten you all the way there. You guys have raided many different locations within Schult uh, up to this point and are fairly well equipped having done all these different quests for different guides, uh, slowly building alliances and whatnot before you uh, figure out what is underneath the city of Amu, the big bad, and all that kind of stuff. So you guys get to the Wormheart Mine, and as you approach, to make this fair, normally we run with four people. Uh, your guide would typically come with you. However, to keep the four-person standard, uh, Hugh has promised to guard the entrance of the mine to warn you if anybody else shows up behind you uh, while you guys go in and take down that dragon. So you guys are able to kind of have basic knowledge of the mine. You would know that it has been abandoned for a very long time. Uh, there are many work carts around. He says they were all operational when he was last here, but he doesn't know how solid they are. He tells you how to operate the lever-operated brake on all the carts. 
basically gives you a general layout of the mine. Um, that the first level was where he worked quite a bit. There is a uh, forge up there where a lot of his brethren were killed. You would know that the tracks run around these ore carts, uh, run all the way down to the very bottom of the mine. Um, he would also tell you that ever since the dragon came in, kobolds have also come to inhabit this mine, and they worship the dragon. Uh, so he would tell you to watch out for those. Other than that, he doesn't know a whole lot else about the interior of this mine at this point. So uh, you approach this open mine from the jungle. Uh, it is a very clear path, frequently traveled by foot. You see kind of the scratching type marks that would be left by clawed feet. Uh, though kobolds are pretty much just underground dwelling, uh, they do obviously have to come to the surface to collect food and whatnot and offerings for the dragon because dragons are very greedy bastards, as you all know. So as you approach, you see that there are two buildings, one right up against the entrance to the mine on the left-hand side and another larger building on the right-hand side. The uh, office building has a uh, door on the front of it that doesn't look like it's been used in forever. The door to the larger building uh, looks like it was hacked, like somebody took an axe to it but was never actually able to get into it. Other than that, you see kind of where the ore track or where the tracks start uh, that the ore carts use, and a single cart sitting there. So, what would you guys like to do from here? I uh, will turn to Hugh Hackingstone and say, um, "Hey, Han Solo, here." Pointing at the door with the um, chop marks at the bottom of it. Oh, what's stored in there? Sorry, I, I was trying trying to figure out what you said. Yeah. Uh, he said that, uh, he would say, uh, this is a supply shed where we would have kept uh, a lot of our food while we were down in the mines, a lot of the, the spare uh, equipment, uh, helmets, gloves, brushes, brooms, uh, repair pieces for the carts, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> Do we need in there? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you might need the supplies in there once you get further into the mine if the carts are falling apart, but uh, you won't know what to take until you see what's wrong with them. Does it need scouting? So I'm not a good scout. I think that the same. So, okay. Do you guys uh, want to scout into the mine? Do you want to check out that ore cart that's out front? Um, what would you like to do? I think sending someone into the mine to see what's going on, try to get a get a feel for what's going on down a little bit deeper in without getting yourself into too much trouble, would not be the worst idea. And maybe a few of us can put our heads together to try to figure out these uh, these carts at the same time. How much space is it to get in there? Uh, the entrance of the mine is 15 foot wide, and anybody with dark vision can see that the tracks go down a left-hand path, a wider path. There appears to be a branching off smaller tunnel uh, to the right, about 10 or 15 feet in. And then after about 40 feet um, down that uh, track where the uh, ore cart would be, uh, it kind of curves around, and there is a giant pit of nothingness about 40 foot in that would probably lead straight down. You would kind of say that this is a big spiral as you go down. These tracks run um, around uh, clockwise, or counter, yeah, clockwise um, around to the bottom level. There are three levels. Oh, guys, uh, I would ask, uh, what kind of dragon we're dealing with here? Red dragon. He would have called it Tinder. 
Uh, if you knock them on, if you got them to come onto the bridge, you could knock them off of the bridge. But from where they are standing, uh, they're on a 25 by 15 foot cave uh, niche into this stone. How sturdy is this bridge? Uh, roll me a perception check, kind of determine what it would be. I ask okay. because I weigh 575 pounds. Oh, I have awful news. I rolled a two. I don't know if I'm really familiar with what a bridge is. <laughs> yeah. You would have seen the bridge, but you don't really remember a whole lot of how it looked. Uh, it didn't fall when I ran. Yeah, you were looking at the moving targets, not necessarily the landscape. <laughs> the bridge is there. It didn't <laughs> bend on the beam. Someone hand me a light. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not one of my boss brethren. I can't see in the dark. All right, and you would be able to, after stepping in 10 feet into the uh, mine, Vargas? Yes. Okay. Uh, you would be able to see that there is a torch right at the beginning of that bridge, about 20 feet in. Uh, so you could see the bridge after getting in the mine just a little bit. Uh, you're pretty sure the bridge is, let me see here. It is very sturdy, it looks like. Uh, it was constructed by cobalt, so it's not necessarily the uh, the best bridge building in the world, but it does look like it was meant to hold a very large number of them. So uh, it is a little bit wider than you would expect a cobalt needing a bridge to be, and it is supported in several places, um, not only on this level, but the supports go clear down to the level below. So it's, it's probably sturdy enough to hold you. I also have an idea that's closely related to yours. Uh, let me go back. Um, potentially, I think, maybe. Um, I will wander over just around the corner, just so, so, so that the, the cobalt is still within earshot. Okay. And I will shout in Draconic, Hey, can we get some help over here? Alright, go ahead and roll a deception check. <laughs> that is, uh, deception is one I don't have proficiency in. That is a 15. And they rolled a nat 1. So, yeah, the two kobolds come running towards the bridge. How close are you going to let them get? The bridge is 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 70, 80, 85, 90, 95, 100, 100, 100, about 120 feet long. All right. Um, as they get closer to the bridge... Uh how, how, wait, how long is the bridge? About 120 feet. It kind of goes around this central pillar. Um, so about 120 feet long. And underneath the bridge, how far down is the water? 250 feet. That is way farther than I was hoping. Uh, so what we're going to do is once they get about 20 feet away from me, because that's all the faster I can move. <laughs> Laying up to your, uh, your limits. Yep. Yeah. Um, I am going to... Utilize one of my uh, battle cries. Okay. I am going to uh, give accelerate a pat on the back and uh, uh, <laughs> give a give a bit of a give a bit of a roar. And I'm utilizing the feature "Watch Your Back," which will uh, sorry not that one. Uh, back in position, a friendly character can move half their speed without provoking attacks of opportunity. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to use a couple of things. So what I want you to do is I want you to get behind them to keep from running away from me, because I'm about to get I'm about to go uh, brute strength on them. Gotcha. Pincer in between the two of you. Okay. So I have a skill. My only real skill 
is called Superior Athleticism. I use up a stamina point, and I have advantage on all athletics and acrobatics for one minute. On top of that, I have double proficiency in acrobatics. So, I'm thinking I could do a bit of tossing. So you toss one, I'll toss the other, and see if we can't shove them over the side. Yeah. Alright, yeah. I can run right through them to do that with that lovely buff you just gave me. Yep. Alright, and since they were not expecting it, you guys get a surprise round. If they make it to round two, then we'll roll initiative. But let's see what happens with it. Alright. Okay. So, uh, go get him, son! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... I guess, am I just rolling for my athletics? Yep, Correct run path. past both of them, and then uh, roll a shove check. So it would be an attack roll uh, with your strength. If you have proficiency in athletics, you can add that. Okay. And I added an advantage because I'm superior athleticism, which, thank goodness, it is an 18 without modifiers, so 21. And they rolled a 6 minus 2 for a 4. The 1 goes falling and splats on the ground. All right, let me see if I can uh, do the same. That is a 12, uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. And they rolled a 17 minus 2. The other one goes flying off the bridge and splat. At which point, as they were falling, they screamed very, very, very loudly before splatting against the ground. You hear a roar come up from below, and the great rushing, or the great whooshing of wings, as something starts moving below you guys. I run back to our fearless leader. This does not go well. <laughs> that is awesome. Alright then. So, Let uh, him come to me. Alright, do you guys want to try and bait the dragon to get it up here? Would we rather deal with it up here where we've got room to operate, or do we want to try to like get down into close quarters where we might get pinned? I'd like to keep it up here. I don't want to go any deeper than I have to. That's what... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, delivery for Red Dragon! Okay. Uh, gonna roll an Intimidate check or anything with that? <laughs> oh, sure, why not? I did not do well, so it'd be a, a, a nine. Well, intimidation or some sort of thing. Um, and uh, let's see, that's a plus five, so we only got an eight. Woo! All right, he slowly starts whoosh, whoosh, whooshing up to the top. Uh, you guys, are you going to try and kite him outside of the mine, or do you want to try and take him inside this 15 by whatever, uh, 15 by 25 passage? Um, this passage is probably a little bit... Uh, I'd probably say, um, let's not let him uh, get out and be able to fly away from our big gorilla turtle friend here. I mean, he's pretty quick, I'd assume, and you're very, very slow. Thank you for reminding me. I agree. <laughs> That's really creepy. <laughs> okay. There's no way I can do that. No, no. All right, go ahead and everybody roll me initiative. Well, that means that. Nope. All right. So, uh, what was that? Marius 12? 12. All right. Uh, what was that, Mike? 7. 20. 20. And Taga. Uh, 10. 10. And the dragon? That <laughs> one. All right. So, the order will go Excel, Targus, Taga, Tarania, and the dragon. 
So you guys are between uh, 30 and 20 feet from uh, the edge of this ledge. You've heard the dragon come up. Uh, it has started to move up towards your direction. What would you guys like to do? Don't forget, you all have the, the opportunity. You'll, you'll either gain your two temporary hit points or can move half your speed at initiative. Yep. All right, Excel, your turn. I am going to hold until active. Okay. And by that, I mean within range. Yep, so you move up to the edge of the ledge and you just wait your turn out. No, I'm going to keep myself behind the barrel so that I can probably run up to it no matter where it is. Okay, yep, then you're in the back. Uh, Vargas, your turn. Um, <laughs> thank you. A 10 probably will not hit. No, a 10 will not hit with a javelin. Alright, on to Taga. So very much just want to jump off the edge at the dragon, but I will refrain from doing that. Do <laughs> twenty. And if it's odd that I will jump, if it's even, I'm going to stay. Just so you know, it's a two hundred and fifty foot drop. I think take fall damage. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's a long it's way back, long up. Time to get back up. To this. That's very true. I rolled an odd side. So did say I would jump. It's your call, but I can guarantee you will be out for this whole damn fight. Yeah, fair enough, I won't do that. I will, in fact, though, uh, cast Longstrider on Vargas, so he has a movement speed of 30 feet. <laughs> Alright! Uh, Terrania! Oh, swarm shape still, and just scaring right. around our cheetah. <laughs> Exactly. It's a good thing I grew up in the jungle. This does not bother me. <laughs> exactly. Alright, the dragon moves up with its flight speed another 80 feet, so it is now 100, uh, let's see, 250, and then it went down to 170. Now it's at 90 feet away from you guys. On to Excel. Still waiting? Yeah, but I want to clarify, do I also have to move into boost? Yes. Yep. Alright, Vargas. That is a 21 to hit. That will definitely hit. For 8 points of damage to the Eon Dragon. Ouch! Kaga, your turn. It is 90 feet away. Uh, I will then go and cast once more uh, Long Strider upon Excel. So. Okay. So then, uh, Tarania, it is your turn. <laughs> 90 feet away. Not to us yet, huh? Nope. Just still standing there. Holding position, yep. Alright, it moves up to within 10 feet. And then it is going to uh, cast Fire Breath on all of you. I need a DC 17 dexterity saving throw. I'm going to catch on fire. Same. Alright, if you roll less than a 17, you take 56 points of fire damage. I'm down. If you roll more than a 17, you take half of that. Um, Which I think scores uh, on my... the right information again this time, right? Yeah, uh, actually, Excel, you would not be within that range. Uh, You would have been far enough back. Swarms automatically fail. Yeah, swarms automatically fail. Okay, so I stop being the swarm and I turn back into a a delicate spider lady. Now standing atop of your downed uh, gorilla frame. (laughs) Awkwardly. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, We then move on to Excel. It is within 10 feet of the. uh, 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 You guys now. 
For uh, within ten feet of Vargas, who is thirty feet ahead of you. So it's not within a five foot strike. If you ran up to it, it could be. Cello's mad scared after that fire breath. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, and just to make sure this succeeds, I'm going to use my feline agility to double my movement speed at the end of my turn. And that will reset after I don't move for a turn, but it doesn't say it has to be the very next And I am going to slash at it with my daggers, and I... As part of my Enhancer class feature, I get a Rapid Strike, where I can use 1 to 3 stamina points to do 1 to 3 bonus attacks without modifying. Alright, so I'm going to use up one of those, bring me down to 5 out of my max 7, and we're going to make 2 attacks on it. Alright. Oh, oh. Not 20. Awesome. Ooh. And a 2. Alright, two will not hit, but for the nat 20, uh, roll two die, and then add modifier last. Okay, uh, so it's d4. Uh, I got five plus my modifier, so nine damage. Not too shabby. Awesome, and then I am going to run 60 feet away. Okay, you would incur an opportunity attack. Can I use my speed over strike to disengage as a bonus action? Yep, yeah. If you haven't used your bonus action, yep, you disengage and you rush back. Perfect. Alright. Vargas, first death saving throw. Succeed. Alright. Taga, it is your turn. And I will begin my death medicine performance as a bonus action, and for my action, I will look at the unconscious Vargas and say, uh, I don't know why everyone's so afraid of the holders. He's all the time. And now uh, he heals 680 <laughs> That's awesome. Alright. On to uh, anything as a bonus action? Starting my performance was my bonus action, yeah. Gotcha. Terrania, it is your turn. Alright, so, uh, dragon position in reference to. I guess, no, never mind. You just got healed for a little bit. Yep, he is 10 feet in front of you guys. Um, How much did you move here for? Six. Um, well, since I got knocked out of swarm shape, I'm just going to go ahead and cast Cure Wounds on Vargas. Right. Uh, I'm going to use a second level slot uh, for that's fitting. Yeah, that's a one. And so six plus four, ten. I have now had half. Alright, it is on to the dragon's turn. It is going to go ahead and see if it recharges. Can I go ahead and move closer to it? Yeah, yeah, you can get up to it. I'll go ahead and get in there and engage a little bit. Alright then. Uh, Then it is going to go ahead and not move forward. Uh, Stay where it is, and it will attack uh, you, Mike, three times. One with its bite, and uh, two with its claws. On the flash 14. Okay, one miss on the bite, a definite hit on the claw, and in that one. So you will only take one uh, claw, t- uh, claw attack. So that is uh, 7 plus 6, so that is 13 points of slashing damage. Even with a plus 10, I rolled a 1 and a 2 on those. That was crazy. And for that, we thank you. Exactly. All right, on to Excel. I'm so scared of this beast. Um... 
I'm going to attempt to hide somewhere. I just ran 50 feet away from it. Um, and see, is there any place I can hide without moving at this point? Uh, if you're that far away, you're clear outside of the mine. I mean, you're, you're out of the way. Perfect. I want to just not move so I can recharge my dual ability. Okay. Uh, we then move on to Chaga. I was looking the roughest. Uh, Vargas is the only one that's taken damage. Well, I know, I mean, Mike did now too. Uh, Tyranny. Yeah, I'm, is... I'm, I'm only on 7 HP, so I might heal myself for 6 by saying, um, uh, <laughs> upon this dragon, would it have drag on? And then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how many rounds we can keep this going hold, hold, for. Hold on. I just took 3 points of damage from how painful that was. <laughs> 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 I think I just healed for that one. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Alright, anything in the bonus action, Targa? No. Alright, Terrania, it is your turn. Um, shall I use a bonus action? Okay, how often? I don't know, Terrania doesn't know anything about dragons, so she'll throw out a quick question somewhere in the midst of all the chaos. How often does it breathe fire? Anybody that wants to can roll me a nature check. Oh, cool. You know, she might know some things about dragons then. That was a 16. No, she had 16. Because uh, Mike knows things, but yep. Tarania does not know things. Uh, the two of you then with the 16 would say simultaneously every once in a while. You're not exactly sure how often it has to build that fire up. All right. Well, I've done it not 20, sometimes. Oh, yeah, you would know that... It slowly has to build up. There's a, uh, let's see, what would that probability be? 33% chance that it could do it. Hmm. So kind of a vague, every once in a while, really makes sense. Because yep. it's not every turn, but it's also, it, okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and form shape again. All right, so I'm going to use that action to do that. And then, now, again, as far as, like, occupying the same space, yep. is it feasible? I know that it's not technically real. Yeah, you can swarm. I can just climb up on it. Yep, you can just swarm all over that bastard. Yep. All right. So I'm going to oh, use my action to do that, and then I'm just going to climb up and... Wow. So hopefully right. this way I can be... Like, if I'm on its back just chewing on it, it <laughs> can't hit me. Because I do have resistance to bludgeoning and piercing and slashing. Yeah. So exactly. hopefully at least then I can mitigate the damage while being part of it. Exactly. So that's me. All right, then we go on to the dragon. The dragon is going to go ahead and uh, stomp uh, the spiders and stuff around it. So it will make three attacks. Uh, let's see. Uh, what is your AC now? Oh, God, AC. I have too, too much material. Armor class is 10 plus proficiency. All right, so, uh, so both of be 12. Yep, both of those will hit, as will that one. All right, so you will take... Oh, that's right. Swarm Shape has a different level. It's 22 plus proficiency for my... So, yep. Uh, so let me, I'll just give you the grand total number. Uh, so that's, uh, 8 plus 6, so that's 14. Uh, and you're resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Okay. Resistant to all right, I'll give you the resistant number. So then that's 26, and then... Alright, so 42 reduced down would be 21 points of regular damage. Okay. 
And one point of fire damage. Oh, all right. All right, we then move on to Excel. All right, I'm going to attempt to stealth before coming back into the cave. Oh, I hate when guys will freeze. Uh, <laughs> 14. All right, I'll go ahead and remember that. So you stealth on in. Yep, and then I'm going to, as sneakily as I can, uh, move my 50 movement speed to get close to it, but I don't think I'm within joint range, am I? Yes, you would be. 50 feet would get you right to it, uh, plus a little bit, I think. Okay. Now, because I don't have it, I'm going to quietly hang out and hope I'm not seen. Alright, Taga, it is your turn. Alright, um... Oh, excuse me, it's Vargas' turn. Sorry. Because uh, I'm, I'm not going to attack the thing, but I am going to use uh, my, my last four chant. Um, I'm going to utilize off rhythm. Okay. So I need Yon Stompy Beast to make a wisdom save. And wisdom is not something it has a lot of. Where's my d20? That was a d12. If he succeeds, the next turn he'll still have to make it for a minute. That is awesome. Alright, I will start the round counter. And then every, every, it's a DC 12, so every time he fails, he'll have disadvantage on any and all attacks until the start of his next turn. That is fantastic. Anything as a bonus action? Um, I think all my battle cries are actions for now. So I think that's about all I can do. Alright, Taga. Alright, uh, what is everyone's hit points looking like? Well, in swarm shape, I'm at two, but while in swarm shape, I can't heal or be given temporary defense. <laughs> On a scale of zero to 32, <laughs> I'm about a 16. I have literally not had, a, had any damage done. <laughs> I am the worst off, so I will heal myself again. I will <laughs> try and keep these rounds up, but honestly, this is going to stop after this episode, I promise you. Um, I'll probably say... Uh, I don't they play poker in the jungles of Chote. Too many cheaters. Actually, I will take offense and start dying of laughter. <laughs> that totally kills your stealth checks. Six twenty-three. Yes. And because I'm under half health, I only deal. It is two d four plus my proficiency in piercing, so that'll be four plus. Four, eight, plus two, ten. Awesome. And uh, so that's that's that. And then I'm just I'm just gonna get down at the bottom because this way, if it does damage me again, I don't want to slide off and fall off the bridge. Gotcha. So and that concludes my turn. I miscalculated, Bob. Yep. It is a DC thirteen on the wisdom save, and you don't have to make it until the start of your turn, and it applies until the end of your next turn. So, okay, so on the start so, of your turn, you'll make the save. If you fail until your next turn, you will gotcha. have a disadvantage. All right, so then the save to start. Uh, that was a 10, so it's still in effect. Uh, he's going to make one bite attack against you, Micah, and... He, oh, no, wait. Uh, yes, 20 hit. With disadvantage? Yes, with disadvantage. I rolled a 10 and an 18. Okay. All right, so you will take... You will take 12 points of damage. And then Mike, two attacks at disadvantage... That one hit, which saved you from a crit. Uh, crit. Uh, that one will, I think, 17? Yep. All right, uh, and even with the resistance, you're going to... Yep. Out. So, so you're out of swarm shit, and that's all I have for swarm abilities now. So. All right, then. Uh, we then move on to Excel. All right, I am going to try and stab it. All right, all right go for it. 
Nice to fail me now. Oh, unless it suddenly has no AC. Uh, would either eight, uh, well, thirteen or a seven? Hit. No, neither of those would hit. Speaking, I'm just trying to hit it with daggers at this point. I'm going to use my lovely disengage key <laughs> and try and get out of range of its attack. Yep, you back up however far you want to. Uh, 35 feet gets you to outside of the cavern. Um, and you cool. can know that that cone attack was a 30-foot cone. Then let's go there. All right, Vargas, it is your turn. All right, now that I have a... <clears throat> done all of my yelling that I can do for the day. Well, at least as far as the good ones are concerned. Um... Yep, not doing any of those, so we're just going to uh, take my Yikul Yikulwa. Say it again. Yikulwa. I think it's pronounced Yikulwa. Something like that. Yeah. Sweet medicine of my life. And, um, considering that it gives me the extra plus one. Oh, that one. I will heal Vargas and. Excel has been helping me with my jokes, so this credit goes to him. I will say, um. Oh, the Kavadurian. He went ape. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Ryan, for that. I oh, know it was good. And you died. <laughs> Thank you for that. I'm <laughs> coughing up blood as I laugh. Exactly. The most pain I'll feel ever gets. Um, and the way that I'm envisioning this is now Vargas is on the opposite side of the dragon as I am. Yeah, if you would have, when you resume shaking. Yeah. So, uh, bonus action, cast Shillelagh. Alright. And I will go at it with my core staff. Alright. Uh, which uh, Shillelagh allows me to use my wisdom modifier as tag value instead. So I get plus six. Instead of that's not going to hit 13. No, not quite enough. Okay. Still trying to find, figure out which. which... Alright. Oh, and I made yes. a mistake, Bob. Yes. Uh, my my druid col or my um, hive colony yes. that is warm shape, it immediately exits my it lives in my body. Oh, the bugs cool. live inside of me, see they just That's freaky. And so um, they have hit points that they can heal while they're inside of me. I'm eating for eight thousand cool. now. Um, that's cool. so but they exit. So they would have actually been out and about on this, so um, for previous turns, that's just me not realizing that was the case, but I do have them as, they also have the whole swarm thing, so they're going to be skittering around, so we'll just go ahead and use them to do the same thing, try to make it yeah, them. Yeah, go for it. Um, so, yeah, that's not going to work. Okay. <sighs> we then go on to the dragon. Dragon, once again, with an eight, failed against that disadvantage. So, uh, wipe fix what ain't broken. Uh, one bite against Vargas uh, and two claws against Terrania. I think I'm going to go down. That won't hit Micah. 16. Nope. Thank you, shield. Yeah. That won't hit with a 14, Mike. Uh, 14, 14 is exactly 14 is exactly what you need. Alright. And then that would hit with a... Oh. 
I'm going to use one of my battle cries. Okay. Before you, before you roll the attack that hit him, huh? I'm going to use my battle cry, watch your back. So it's like, incoming! <laughs> and you can now use your reaction to dodge. Alright, and you can dodge the second one, because the second one would have hit two. Okay. Alright, so you dodge one of those strikes. Insert chittering effects here. If you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that is two battle cries. Oh, and did not recharge once again. All right, Excel, it is your turn. Excellent meta knowledge. <laughs> right? All right. So, guys, we gotta kill this fast. Come on, let's go, let's go, kill it. And I'm gonna take, again, try for a double slash. All right. Ah, uh, oh, rolling well. Day 15? Nope. All right. Bonus action disengage, and I'm just gonna say... So I'm 35 feet away. All right, then. Margos, it is your turn. So I will go ahead and, uh, as a bonus action, um, smash its face in! <laughs> and I will... Bob, will a 23 hit it? Yes, it will. And that'll deal seven points of piercing damage to Yon Red Dragon. Not too shabby. And that is all of my battle... Well, I got one more battle. All right, then. On then to Taga. Alright, um, <laughs> Rhino is sending me some comedy gold here, so I'm gonna use one of these. Uh, I will look to Taranya. How did the swarm find the dragon? They spied her. Alright. How many feet? How many points? Six. All right, man. I've got like a pool of like four that I haven't used here yet. I'm getting some good ones. That's awesome. All right, then. Speaking of Tyrannia, it is your turn. Um, so, Michael, you gave me the reckless run ability. Yes. How does that work? So you can choose to make an attack at advantage. The count, the offshoot is the next attack made you is at advantage. It is currently attacking with disadvantage, so it would just be a straight roll. It would be... Kind of like the fact that it's attacking at disadvantage right now. It is um, the you. It is on your neck. So if I cast a spell that is a spell attack, that would eat, would eat up that. Yeah. Um, I stand to do a lot more damage with poison spray if I hit it. It's like I'm I'm just going to do a D8 is all that I'm going to do. I don't even need this. So that'd be a D8 plus one. I have one more use of Watcher back as well, so I can actually I can let you dodge again. All right. Let's go ahead and use the Reckless Swing just to see. And okay. Hopefully I can dodge again. And then poison spray there, and then we'll all be dead. So, yeah. Uh, uh, 19 plus 6, 25. That will definitely hit. All right. Roll with advantage, see if you crit. Oh. That's an 8. Nope. And then anything is a bonus action. Um, oh, the Swarm. Yep. Swarm can Thank attack. You. It does its thing. Um... Uh, 15. I should have no. swarm attack of advantage. That would have been hilarious. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it for the swarm. Alright then, on to the dragon. Uh, Taga, I think you're backed off, aren't you? You're not right up there? Uh, I'm within 30 feet of my allies. Within 30. Alright. Uh, then I will go ahead and proceed. That was a 12, so not quite enough. Alright, and then uh, one against uh, Micah, and uh, one against Mike, and then I'll roll to see who gets the third. That one will hit Mike uh, with a 22. 
Oh wait, that would have been a straight no, because you just swung right. Yeah, that would have been straight. So then uh, either twelve or nineteen, both of those would have hit you. Uh, and then let's see who gets the last one. Two. So Mike again, and they were taking straight roll again. I'll yell at him to let him dodge. Yep. Then you would be able to dodge that second. Hey, do you take? Oh damn. Uh, Sixteen points of slashing damage. Yeah, I'm All right. No. Excel, it is your turn. Right. Uh, I can't help out with the guy who's down, so I'm just gonna try and burn up the dragon. All right. Um, I am quickly running out of stamina points, so we're just gonna try for one slash. So I quickly run out of health. <laughs> 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 I ran out of help. Alright. And then bonus action, disengage again. Yep, and this time I can, yeah, roll. I'll run conveniently 35 feet away. Alright. Um, stabby stabby. This is about the best I can do right now. Alright. Will a 15 hit him? No, not quite enough. Just go! Missed! Alright, Taga, it is your turn! So we'll look to Tarania. Hail <laughs> six HP. Uh, we then move on to Tarania. You have six health points. Um, alright, well, I will. <laughs> I'm just gonna try to poison spray it. Alright. I mean, it's, I'm just gonna stand there trying to swim at it. The crushed. So. And I think that's a saving throw, isn't it? I believe, yeah, and it's probably not going to be great because it's. Uh, if I can learn how to alphabetize. Yeah. Alright, so it is a con save. this. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a 1 on a d12. Minimum of 1, though. I've always rolled minimum of 1. 1 damage. Alright. Sword damage with poison spray, then with the. <laughs> Yeah. The sore of attacks. Okay, 15 plus 6, 21. 21. That'll hit. Oh, sorry, it's actually a plus 5. They only get half of my proficiency modifier, but still. Um, and actually, that's not bad. No. So 2, uh, 5, 6, and 8. Oh, poison damage. 8 points? 8, eight poison? Yep, 8 points poison damage. Awesome. Alright. Nope, it's piercing. It's not a great right? It's a lot of things that go into the circle of the hive. Yeah, they are. It looks like you Exactly. Oh, and that was a nat one on the saving throw, so it is still affected. Uh, Mike, you're going to take. That one will hit you with a 20. Uh, and then uh, one against Mike. That will not hit you, Mike. And the second one against... Against Micah again. And that will not hit you either. Alright, so uh, Micah, we will take. Uh, that is 19 points of damage. Once again, unconscious gorilla turtle. <laughs> okay, back to Excel. Uh, <laughs> I don't have anything better to do. Uh, I'm going to try to run up it slightly. Okay. Hmm. Run up the tail and stab it in the back. Yeah, I mean, I have a class speed of 20, so... There you go. Double and stab. I picture myself running up, kind of doing a little jump, and just two daggers into it. And the dice may have agreed. Um, that is a 20 to hit and a 23 to hit. Both hit, yes. Uh, that 20? Nope, unnatural. All right. 
so. Yay! Alright. That I guess I'd be doing 2d4 damage and I add them on fire to just one. Yep. So that's four plus four, eight damage. Alright. And then once again, keeping to my style, we're going to disengage and run away. Forget saving throw. You passed. Thank you, good sir. I'll just that X for my previous failed. Yeah. All right, Taga to Vargas. Uh, how did the swarm find the dragon? No, wait, no, I already said this one. Wait, so this one. Uh, <laughs> a whole catalog here of bad yeah. jokes ready to go. Um, why don't dragons plan their attacks? Wait it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Terrania! Oh god, um... How much damage have we been taking from this thing? A lot. A lot. This is down. I'm probably not gonna be... I'm back up. Oh, you're back up, that's right. Well, poison didn't seem to do a whole lot of good. How about I use my class of my... The water walk? The water walking uh, arachnid? I'll just go ahead and use web at second level. Okay. It's a strength check to break it, right? So yep, you just probably check it out, but I mean, I'm doing yeah. Um So let's take a look at when. Maybe not. And it is cast at second level. Yeah, it's got a plus six, but it only rolled a 12. And then the swarm. I'll make an attack. Uh, nope, seven. All right. Uh, then on to the dragon. Dragon first to see if it has disadvantage still. And it finally breaks the disadvantage. That was a 17. So for this turn, he breaks disadvantage. Yeah, for this turn. Uh, but uh, he is going to use his action to try and break free. So 14 plus 6. All right, then. At least uh, it chewed up his, op- his action. Exactly. Turn, I guess, uh, next, because he takes to re-roll that same video as next turn. But yep. For disadvantage. All right, then. Uh, we are then on to uh, uh, Excel. Alright, wait, Taga went to, uh, yeah. Taga went already? I'm not yet. Uh, Taga, Taga brought Vargas back up, and then Terrania cast web, and then the dragon broke out of the web. So we are back um, on to you. So, just for context, how far away am I from Taga? Uh, no idea. Taga was in, is within 30 feet, so somewhere between you and them. So somewhere in that... Just in case, I'm going to use my D-Line Agility to double my movement speed, even though it's currently sitting at 60. So we're at 120 movement. I'll double my movement speed. Yeah, you, would, you wouldn't have to double it, because uh, he would be between you and the rest of the party, somewhere in that 30-foot range. Would it count as an action to toss, even with his legs and everything else, toss that towards Vargas? I can let you do it. What's your strength? Uh, plus one modifier. Yeah, I'll give that to you. You could toss him if he was willing to Vargas. I'm always willing to be thrown around. <laughs> <laughs> loves to be shared. All right. So I'm going to do that then. All right. Uh, Taga lands within five feet of Vargas. Perfect. And I guess that's my little turn. Cause... Okay. Actually, I'll just run back to my original spot, too. So... Yeah, very easily. Marcus, cool. it is your turn. Got an idea. So, what's the range on throwing you again, Braden? Uh, 20 
for the first range increment, and then beyond that, the 60 feet with disadvantage. Bob? Yep. Can I throw him in the air? Like, straight up? You can throw him up as far as it says it'll let you. Yep. Like, bombs away! <laughs> Alright, Taga, it is your turn. You are in the air. Uh, I will tuck my arms and legs in as a action. Alright, and then does it... What type of damage does it do? Uh, he has to make an attack roll. Uh, oh, Vargas does? What I did was I threw you, like, straight in the air so that you would come down so it would deal the falling damage instead of a normal attack roll damage. So, yeah, up to bumps. Uh, okay, what's your attack roll damage uh, on your attack? Um... If I'm thrown and I hit a creature, I do 2d6 damage. 2d6? Okay, and I'm going to go ahead and say extra falling damage. We'll double that. So we'll roll 4d6 for that falling damage. And since it was a toss in the air, I'll have the dragon make a strength saving throw, or a dexterity saving throw to get out of the way. Uh, versus... What? I love that we're playing fantasy volleyball right now. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that was a 7, so it's going to cock him on the head. Oh, damn. Uh, 20 points of bludgeoning damage. Nice! Wow! wow. Yeah! That was significant. Rolls and things. Just this circular clown coconut just flipping through the air rapidly. I'm glad a swallow didn't come by. Yeah. yeah I'm not glad a swallow would come by. I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. And since hey, that was Vargas's action to throw you, you still have your action, correct, Braden? I use my action to tuck in, but since I've hit the dragon, I can emerge as a bonus action. Would I emerge on top of its head or something along those lines? If you would like to, yeah. Would love to. Alright. So I will do that. You are dancing atop the dragon's head. Tar- uh, Tarania, it is your turn. I'm... She'll take a quick moment to <laughs> review what's happening in front of her. <laughs> Being in swarm shape can keep her safe from a vast number of things. And then she exploded in fire. <laughs> and she died, and she got back up, and then she died again. And now she's watching coconut artillery. <laughs> and she's. What in heavens have I got myself into? <laughs> and so, command the swarm to attack, biting the ankles of the dragon. Apparently, I just rolled sixes with that. So okay. I'll the bar with 20. Um, I'm going to. Still have Shillelagh on the weapon for like seven more rounds, so we'll be up. That's a natural 20. Alright, do that. Awesome. Um, so, that becomes a d8 plus one, so... Bob, look what I just did. I rolled it back to him and I hit the bottom 20 again. <laughs> that is fantastic. Leave that there. <laughs> exactly. Alright, and now on to the dragon's turn. So then, one against Micah. That will not hit. One against Mike. That will not hit. Oh. And where's my D4 to see who it hits this time? Oh, wait. Uh, Taga, you are on top. Taga, he's going to swing once at you. If he misses, will he hit himself? If I roll in that one, I'll have him attack himself. I was with the whole swarm thing when it was like clawing and raking to get me. Oh, damn. No, but that'll, Taga, hit, that'll hit you with a uh, 20. Not nap, though. Taga, you will take uh, 13 points of slashing damage. Would you like me to make a strength saving throw or something to see if I don't fly off the back of this thing? You're fine. I'm just going to say he kind of smashed you on his head. 
All right, on to Excel. And since we are very quickly running out of time, this will be the last round of combat, and then we will end this one. So go ahead, Excel. I was going to ask if he looked bloody or anything. Getting close, yeah. You can have dot at this guy. All right. So I'm going to actually use my speed over strength, which allows me to use my dash. I have disengaged his bonus action, so I'm going to, without using my actual movement, run up his back. Okay. Pretty much beside Taga, and then I'm going to use my two weapon fighting, and I'm going to do attempt to use both my movement and my attack as a double attack. Does that make sense? Yep, that makes sense. Cool. So first round does a 19 hit. Yes, it does. Alright, one of them didn't hit. 19 hit, so sweet. That one did not, doesn't skip my modifier, sadly. Alright. But that's still free damage. Okay. And then again. A 20, not that. And one was... Okay. Poor thing. Alright, rolled it for that 20, though. Okay, don't get my modifier. Nice. So, that is five damage. Alright then. And I am just staying still on his back. And that was enough to drop him to bloody. Okay, it is your turn. Um, I will put my embedded sort of just the edge of my coconut down next to it and kind of knock on it. <laughs> Begin a performance as a bonus action, I'm going to just sort of mime out on the top of his head that it's a bongo drum. And I'm going to begin playing it as if it's a hollow head. <laughs> okay. Uh, swarm. <laughs> uh, two plus one, three. No, no, no. nothing back. And shalaylee. Uh, 14. Nope, not enough. Alright, and with that, we are unfortunately out of time due to scheduling and whatnot. We do have to end this one just a little bit earlier than normal. But you guys are able to uh, either run away or finish it off. We will find out next time when we get together on what all has happened, and uh, we will go from there. So thank you guys very much for joining us, and we hope you will visit us next week. Everybody say goodbye. Farewell, friends. Bye. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. If you would like a chance to join our show and vote on who gets in and what material makes it, please visit our Patreon page where you can help support our podcast and possibly join the crew here. Also, if you would like to follow us, we are on Facebook at Guild Adventure. You can also find us on our website along with links to all the material at www.theadventuringguild.com. And if you are able, please check out Syndicate Games in Kearney, Nebraska for all of your gaming needs. So thank you all very much, and we hope to see you next week. Bye.